Big Red Revival. All right, welcome back into the uh, Big Red Revival podcast. Got a great show for you guys today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the new conference-only schedule that Nebraska and the Big Ten are doing and kind of the ramifications that that means and what that means possibly going forward um, for not only Nebraska but all all Power 5 teams and uh, what that could possibly mean for the FCS schools. So, But uh, before we get into all that, let's, uh, you know, check in with the boys, see what, what's been going on, what you guys been doing since uh, the last time we spoke. Uh, Drew, it's been a little bit. We missed you last episode. So uh, let's catch up. Drew, what's been going on? I know you, uh, you're coaching. Um, so obviously there's the, kind of the, uh, the, the new normal. Um, so what's going on with uh, coaching and how's that all going and how, what kind of new stipulations you guys got going on down there? Well, I'm getting uh, really accustomed to wearing my mask. Um, <laughs> it's going good, though. I mean, you know, hey, we're getting out there. Well, right. you know. Getting the guys together, working, getting better, getting stronger. So started out just we cleared the lift. Um, you know, there were tight restrictions, 25 athletes, you know, per coach. There are 25 athletes in the weight room total, a few coaches. Um, they live for about an hour, and then we have new kids in there. Clean, sanitize everything. I mean, very, very, cl- very clean, uh, thoughtful, and uh, social distancing and all that stuff. Yeah, and you guys are just in workouts right now? Or are you guys just- starting practice? <laughs> Yeah, we're just uh, in the weight room, and then just in the last week or so, just in the last week, we did a little on-the-field football work. Um, we're going to do a little more on-the-field football work, and then our actual football camp happens for two weeks after that, yep. and then I guess we'll see what happens, you know? Yep. But uh, What's, What day is your first game slate for? What day is that? Uh, since I coach freshmen specifically, um, our schedule, it's they've kind of moved it around, so, you know, I'm not I'm just taking a day at a time. I've just been focusing on the offense, the defense, and the plays, and I haven't even looked at the schedule, to be honest. Right. Have they said anything as far as, um, you know, possibilities of it not happening or we're not going to be having fans in the stands, maybe parents only? Have they said anything like that or just nope, kind of – it's been pretty uh, – every- <laughs> no, one, no one knows anything. We're just uh, – we get a little, bit of, a little bit of rule change in time and we just move yeah. with that. We can, yeah. We're now allowed to have a few more athletes when we work out and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, no, no one really knows. I mean, we're all just kind of playing it by ear and just waiting for the next shoe to drop. Yep. I hear you. That's kind of all of us in every yeah, aspect right. of life, man. Just kind of waiting for that next shoe to drop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's why I've just been taking it day by day. I've just been appreciating getting with the guys, you know, working on some football stuff, getting back to some of the fun things, working on quarterback stuff, learning the offense, the cadence, you know, new stuff like, you know, so it's going to, it's been fun to step out of the house and just kind of delve into that instead of being worried about all the all the bad stuff that's going on yeah exactly zach what's happening uh i know we we uh, just attended your uh daughter's th- third uh birthday party so that was going on and fourth of july what else has been happening with you yeah i mean that was that was it uh first and foremost gotta give my daughter amelia a shout out on on her uh third birthday it's uh it was a fun day um Solid afternoon. Ran- randomly on the way to your house for the Fourth of July, Taylor. She just she just started uh, chanting "Go Big Red" in the car for for no apparent reason. So if there was ever any question that whether she was my daughter or not, that has been uh, put to rest. Um, <laughs> yep. But uh, other than that, um, you know, just trying to uh, live in this new world we're in. Um, 
I did I did have something come to mind, and it's it's uh, not necessarily breaking news, but um, it's not news at all, to be quite honest. But um, going back, Taylor, to when you were talking about some of the things that really piss you off about people coming to your house, parking in your driveway, parking in your driveway was yours. Yeah. I I, I um, maybe I already had it, but <clears throat> or maybe I developed it with living as a homeowner. But I have one, and yeah, I would like to start off by sharing that. Let's hear it. This is something that I did. It no, no, <laughs> actually, no. Uh, in a roundabout sure. way, uh, yes, but no. Um, I do not like when people walk into my house through the garage door. Uh-huh. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's like, okay, my fault for leaving the garage open, but right. it's not like you dress up your entryway or you, you don't, you dress up your garage for people to come in there. You dress up your entryway for people to come in there. Yeah, Why are you, know, you coming in there and of, trying to make me look like an area, area, ain't it? That's uh, your special daddy area, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, <laughs> come on. So now I, I consciously close my garage door before we have company so it doesn't happen. But mainly well, it's just like family and stuff. And then, you know, our friend Brett, who just oversteps his boundaries anyway, whatever he does. line but... stepper. Yeah. <laughs> Duly noted. Do not go through garage. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Got it. Yeah, randomly came came to mind the other day, and I was like, "That's that's got to be the way that I want to set the tone for this new episode." So here we are. Yep, exactly. So there's that. So that's I mean that's about it. Obviously, there's still you know we're still all kind of in limbo with the whole world and everything, uh, coronavirus and all that good stuff happening. So um, you know it's been um, kind of uh, is football going to come back? Is it not coming back? We're just kind of waiting for for someone or something to happen to make a move. And, um, you know, as usual, the Big Ten decided to leave, leave from the front and they went ahead and stepped out and made a decision. Um, I personally, whether you like the decision or not, something needed to be needed to happen. You know, someone needed to make a, a statement or a, um, a decision on something. And you knew the NCAA wasn't. So, um, you know, the Big Ten came out and said they're only going to be playing conference games this year, which takes us down to nine games. Sounds like they're going to add another potential conference game uh, to get to 10. So um, it cancels out our three uh, non-conference games. So what, what do you, do you guys feel like this decision from the big 10 makes it more or less likely uh, for this season to happen? I mean, is it just the first step in the season being canceled or do you think this is a step where now we're going to help mitigate um, risk and it's going to help the proceed, the season proceed. So what do you, what do you, what's your take on that? Um. To me, uh, unfortunately, it just feels like the first step towards no season. Um, you know, it's and it wasn't even the Big Ten that really made the first move. It was the Ivy League. And yeah, people say that, but but can, they're they're going to be the smartest. You they can, lose money. We're, it's a yeah, but they, they they're the smartest money. one in the room too. And so if they're the first in ones to make that decision, yeah. And I mean, they just moved it to spring. That's whatever. But if, right. if the smartest guy in the room makes a decision, it's it's going to impact the decisions in the future a little more than norm than what it normally would. Um, I don't know. My, my guess is, you know, with, with the big 10 doing this, you know, now most people are waiting to hear kind of what the sec has to say, because those are the two major top uh, power five conferences. And, and my guess is it's just going to start snowballing into, into a lot of news that we don't necessarily want to hear. Yeah, I mean that's uh, it's certainly it, it's about a co- coin flip on as in everything in life right now of you know people's thoughts on it. People, a lot of people are thinking the season isn't going to happen. I I personally think that uh, the decision um, I think helps us 
towards moving to it, actually playing a season. Um, you know, people are like, oh, it's the same amount of travel. Nebraska's got to travel out to Rutgers, you know, damn to New York City, New Jersey. So it's not a real distance thing. It's just a matter of being able to give yourself a buffer because it sounds like you're going to have 10 games over 14 weeks. So you're going to have, you know, a couple bye weeks scheduled in there. So if something should arise, someone, you know, comes down something, we're able – gives you a little bit more wiggle room and not to mention you know there was that article that came out from cbs sports i believe that uh was talking about south dakota state um you know they they're not able to uh get their players tested because of just you know for uh financial reasons so i mean it for me it would make sense that instead of paying them not to come here which we still have to cut those people checks because we canceled the games uh we could pay for their testing but you kind of need ongoing testing. You know, I think our guys are getting tested a couple times a week. So I think that we're just playing big 10, obviously big 10 is printing money. So I think with all of that, that I think this, this decision gets us closer to moving towards the season season happening um, rather than the latter. So Drew, what's, what's your take on that? You think this is the first step in cancellation towards the cancellation, or do you think this is something that uh, could potentially move us forward towards the season? Uh, I feel like it's actually both. I feel um, I mean, I definitely think it moves us closer to playing a season. It gives us a definite idea. We're black and white. This is what we're doing. We have a plan. We can move on from here. But it also, you know, made the schedule flexible, abnormal, and uh, gives you wiggle room to get out of it if the global pandemic sweeps the whole nation and that sort of right. thing. So again, yeah, second time. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Another one. Yeah, I, I mean the SEC. They need they need to talk to their boy Florida and uh, you know <laughs> holler, holler at him and make sure hey, he can or Alabama right. or Alabama who's having COVID parties. Everybody yep. knows that a state that's well known for making good decisions person by person is definitely the state of Florida. Yeah, it's what's the common thing that you Google? It's like a oh any day in Florida, uh, any any day of the week, like your birthday. It's the birthday challenge. You Google your birthday and then type in the state of Florida, and some horrendous crime has happened on your birthday. Yeah, any day of the week of the year, any year in Florida, Florida right. and the South in general is just a, a different. I mean, <laughs> it's it, like it's like most. It feels like Europe. It like feels like we should all be split up into about five six countries here in mm-hmm. the U.S. You know, I mean, yeah. from corner corner and you know section to section like things are completely different things aren't like it is here in nebraska as it is in the south or even on the west or the east side or the northwest like things are completely different they feel like different countries amish pennsylvania doesn't feel like la exactly Exactly. (laughs) right texas can be its own country yeah oh they would say the same time for all this shit but i don't know it's did you uh did you see uh, what Bill Moose said about about the the conference. Uh, uh, what was he talking about? Well, I mean, kind of in a nutshell, um, something along the lines of like putting out out of division games at the beginning and end of the schedules for this year, oh, and yeah. then and then bulking the division games, kind of sandwiching those into the middle. Right. And I kind of like it. I, I like how Bill Moose is is really transparent with the media, unlike you know our coaching staff, but. Um, he, he he's very progressive in his thinking too. Like he's always he's always thinking a little bit or a, a few steps ahead of a lot of other people. What it seems like, and he's a football uh, guy. He yeah. is, and and he's you know he he's he's definitely a really really good leader. I mean, we've talked about that plenty, but I I do like that idea. But I think that it could even even be better, especially this season, if we were to somehow get 
are scheduled to go to like 12 conference games mm-hmm. it, since that's all we're playing. Right. And we just do our out of conference games first, come out of the out of conference season, go into a division season. You kind of come out of that out of conference season, knowing what you, what you need to do to win the division still. It, it it's it's almost the same as before where you have your non-conference schedule and you have your conference schedule you have your out of division schedule and your division schedule i think that would be kind of a cool way to you know make this season a little bit more interesting since you know we're limited in what we can do one of the, one of the things that i heard that i i kind of liked was the uh, idea of maybe playing your division opponents twice a home and home mm-hmm. you know because um, obviously the East division super spread out because we, you know, felt the need to add Rutgers and Maryland and for no, no goddamn reason. But, um, you just take the West opponents. I mean, they're all, we're all relatively close. Um, I don't want to say we're that close, but, uh, we're all relatively close. I mean, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, we're all, they're within, you know, five and a half hour driver. So, um, plus it, that'd be kind of cool to see, you know, soccer always does that, you know, a home, home and away game against each team. Yeah. That would be kind of sick. Get you to play get to each. see how uh, how the other team battles back and strategizes against them and kind of fights right. back and attacks. Yeah, and some adjustments, you know, yeah. got some tape on you from this year. Yeah, yeah. that'd be kind of cool. And plus, the I feel like the uh, Big Ten West is one of the most um, – there's uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Even? Yes, the most evenly talented. Like, uh, most of the teams are pretty equal. I mean, Wisconsin's a little bit higher than everybody else, but and maybe Illinois is a little on the bottom. But it's pretty evenly matched throughout the Big Ten West. So I think a home-and-home um, games through the Big Ten West would be something to see that and, I'd be and, interested in. And that kind of elevates the rivalries, too. You know, you right. play you play a team twice in the same year. I mean, if it's it's a battle and it's, you know, it's a grind, it's, it's going to – elevate that hatred for one another and, and really like set the tone for the future between those, those matchups. Yeah. And, you know, like, like, like many years, there's always these good uh, non-conference games. And this year was uh, no exception. There's a lot of top non-conference games that I, I personally was looking forward to. Um, you obviously had Ohio state traveling to, to Oregon. Michigan was going out to Washington, Penn state, Virginia tech, uh, obviously us versus Cincinnati and then Michigan state versus Miami. So there was a lot of top non-conference games and then not even in our conference, but uh, I was kind of excited to see North Dakota state was going to Oregon um, right after Ohio state. So or- Oregon welcome in the Buckeyes and then North Dakota state and North Dakota state's clearly got that uh, quarterback that um, people are pretty high on um, Trey, Trey something, but through 28 touchdowns, zero picks last year, he's, they're talking, he's going to be a top five pick in the draft. Quarterbacks talking about one, two, three in the draft. Um, so that would be nice to see, see what, you know, see North Dakota State actually play a top-end team because Oregon is the uh, big t- or Pac-12 favorite currently. So that was a game that I'd have been interested in. See, what, what games were you, were you guys interested in seeing? Was it the Nebraska-Cincinnati or the Ohio State-Oregon game? What, what were you guys interested in seeing as far as us non-con? Well, for me uh... – the Popcorn Bowl, Iowa, Iowa State. You always got to be excited about who's going to win that game. Yeah, the Toilet Bowl, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> also, Bama, USC. I mean, oh, yeah. Yep, come on, man. We're going to see very, like, very well. life after Tua, Caden Slovis, USC. Are they going to match your potential? Can they unseat Bama? Is Bama as good as they're supposed to be? Right. Huge game. Yeah, yeah, that would have been good to see. I, I mean, I feel like USC would have probably got exposed as per usual. Standard. Um, yeah, the st- standard issue. So, Zach, what uh, what do you got? 
Um, I mean, obviously, I was I was looking forward to Nebraska Cincinnati a lot. You know, there's not a lot of times where we have the opportunity to have a potentially top 15 team uh, coming in, and it's a winnable game for us. You know, if we could, if we if we could have you know, held that, held that quarterback of theirs in check a little bit. We would have had a really good realistic chance of, of taking a big, a big game early in the season and kind of creating a little momentum early. And, you know, obviously the popular pick would be Ohio state at Oregon. Um, you know, that's, or, uh, Ohio state probably would have kicked the shit out of them, whether it's yep. Oregon or Ohio state. I mean, they're just loaded. <laughs> they're just loaded again. Um, There's but three was, teams in that college football are just you know they're just year in and year out. But that Ohio uh, State Oregon game would have been a great, uh, or actually no, uh, the Nebraska Cincinnati game would have been a great Jersey game. Because no, yeah. I mean we we can both appreciate we can all appreciate you know Nebraska's home jerseys. You know it's a it's a it's a classic uniform. But Cincinnati does some cool things with their jerseys too, and that would have been a great game. But then the Ohio State Oregon game. I mean, they both play such exciting versions of football that it would have been a really, it would have been must must or uh, must watch TV. Oh yeah, the, the, um, the non conference games are really. I just enjoy the hell out of them. Seeing teams that don't normally play each other, and you know, Colin Coward's always harping on this, but um, and not being at a uh, a neutral site, being like at the team's actual facility. You know, it's not like at Jerry World or wherever else. Right. It's like good traveling going actually to their own campus so i always enjoy the hell out of that but um i i mean for the nebraska cincinnati game i i'm kind of glad we're not playing because i think there was more downside than upside for that game because one we're probably going to get beat um (laughs) and getting beat by a non-power five getting beat by a team that you paid and play you never never good look so i was actually kind of more disappointed in the loss of the south dakota state game um, you know, obviously they've got some Nebraska kids on their team. Uh, Cluster Johnson's son, the receiver that um, I think CBS just did a nice article on how Nebraska swung and missed on missed on him too. So, and now he's going to be a top, uh, probably a third round pick at receiver. And you know, Nebraska got on that one again. And then his brother uh, dogged us for Iowa now. So, you know, just normal Nebraska shit. But I was really looking forward to seeing that South Dakota State game because. Uh, Unfortunately, they probably give us a game. I mean, they're pretty the, – South Dakota State's pretty legit, and we all know Cincinnati's good. So, um, I I don't hate that the two games – or the three games were canceled, but, you know, because it could have been, you know, a couple extra losses on our thing. But so now with the new 10-game uh, schedule season, of course, uh, Vegas has adjusted their seasons season totals over and under, and Nebraska has came in at a whopping 3.5 games over and under for the season which is just downright fucking embarrassing. Three and a half games. I mean, granted, we're, we've got a pretty tough schedule and they, you know, the Big Ten likes to fuck us. So they're probably going to give us Michigan as like our extra 10th game. And I was so, going to say, yeah, Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah. So, somebody, yeah, we, we have Michigan right. State's number a little bit though. So, yeah, I prefer Michigan State. Yeah. Or Indiana and Maryland. Are the other two? So Michigan, we'll, Michigan we'll State, Maryland. Indiana, Maryland. Yeah, Maryland, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can tee them up. <laughs> give us a give us a second helping of them. Jesus, exactly. So, what do you guys think on three and a half games? I mean, is that it? It seems awfully low to me. But the other guys in the the other teams in the Big Ten, Iowa, Minnesota, Northwestern, and Illinois, were all at 
four and a half. So not much in front of us, but to see teams like Northwestern and Illinois um, be at four and a half and us at three and a half is, is sobering to say the least. What's your guys take on that? To me, it's a little premature since we don't have a 10th game. I, I, I don't think they, <laughs> I don't think they even should have released this. Hey, Vegas is itching, man. They're well, itching like everybody else. Sports. I get it. Especially now. <laughs> since over then. Down again, over. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I see three wins in our first three games. I see four wins in our first four games. I mean, so I would take no, the overs and, and, and take it to the bank right now. Yeah. I'm kind of with you, you know, even all this stuff happened, just our normal schedule, including the non-conference games, people are talking about how it's such a, you know, hard schedule, but it's like, it, I don't know. It starts off so uh, favorably for us. I mean, it's, you got all your winnable quote unquote winnable games up front. So I think that was going to be an easy way to um, kind of get the ball rolling and hopefully get us kind of chugging along. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be scared of playing Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa. I mean, no, no matter what, I'm never predicting a loss against so I see those on schedule. I'm like, yeah, I should win. You know, if I don't give a shit. And, so, the, and the initial bye month could be very, very beneficial for the, for the season. <laughs> right. So it's uh. I don't, I don't know. I thought the schedule isn't as hard as it made out to be, but it's what the top, a top five toughest schedule in the country. Sounds so. like it, it sounds was. like yeah. you guys are sleeping on Purdue though. Like I see the three games after that, not that big of a deal, but the three and a half games without knowing who that other added team is, like it hinges on whether we beat Purdue. But they get Rondell Moore back. They, they return a lot of players. Jeff Brom. Yeah, Purdue opening game is such a. Uh, just going to be a barometer of how the season's going to be. It's going to, I mean, it's no, you can't take this. Uh, I mean, they're probably going to be a pick em game or, you know, within I mean, a couple not, points. Let's not forget they've whipped our ass before when we thought they were dog shit and they've beaten right. us before. So, I mean, they yeah. kind of have our number. Purdue is no one to sleep on. I mean, no. no one, no one for Nebraska is to sleep on. I mean, I don't care if we're playing Wesley and they're not to sleep on. Nebraska, do <laughs> not sleep on anybody. That's always a dangerous of. team. Yeah. The gold package. Watch out for the gold package. Nebraska is liable to get beat by anybody, so they shouldn't be, you know, looking over anybody. But Purdue is definitely a formidable opponent to start the season out with. Uh, luckily, it's at home, so you kind of like our chances mm-hmm. there. But they have, you know, they've got two dynamic receivers, Rondell Moore, and then uh, what's the fresh? The, yeah, he was a freshman last year. He's going to be a sophomore who was awesome in, in replacement of Rondell Moore. But, I mean, they've ripped our hearts out at home. Zone read quarterback, slow quarterback up the middle, zone read touchdown. At home, no, nobody staying home on defense. It last year, the game we lost to them was the one that broke my spirit for the season. Oh like, my god! You know, like when uh, in the Batman Can't movie where the Batman and splits him over his knee, like that's that's <laughs> that's what the, that's what this Purdue loss did to me. It was like I was getting whipped a little bit, and it was fine. But then he picked me up and you know cracked my back, and that the old backbreaker. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, that was that was the game that did it for me last year. It's just like oh. God, we suck. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, and it's finding true. new ways to lose. Just ridiculous. Do you just, so. do you guys think that we're gonna just if and when this first game happens? Do you think we're just gonna see a different mentality because we're in we're in year three now? And I I would truly believe that we have all of the the bad eggs out of the locker room. We've we've had the you know the the in and out from players and everything, and it seems like we're hopefully slowing down on, you know, the, the previous players under different regimes that are gone now. And we have everyone that has frost that frost has brought in. Do you think we're going to see a difference in that? I 
think so. Um, and, you know, and then also just roster wise, like I'm, I'm loving our offense on paper for me. Um, you know, we have a third year starting quarterback coming back. That's a plus. We have a thousand yard rusher coming back. We have our entire offensive line returning, plus a couple of young dudes that we think probably could steal their positions because they're so good. And uh, Ben Hart and the, the new freshman from Kansas. You also have the deepest tight end room I've seen since since I've been watching football. I mean, none of them are great, but we have a, a stable of mm-hmm. t- uh, t- uh, tight ends that I would be comfortable with all of them playing. Um, I guess the wild card would be, you know, is Omar Manning who we think he is? Is Xavier Betts who we think he is? And then I think a lot of people are forgetting about how good Wandell was when he was just playing receiver. You know, I mean, he got lined up running back and did his thing, but it's like him just playing receiver, I think is he's going to just be dynamic. So the wide receiver is questionable, but you got to feel good with a three-year starting quarterback and an entire offense line coming back. That. Those are things that you have to feel good about. And if you don't, there's a really, there's a real issue, you know? So, and as I've always said, I'm a Adrian Martinez guy. I think, I think he's going to have a, a re reemergence, uh, so to speak and have a breakout season and kind of remind people about, you know, and for me, it's always hard for me to see somebody be great and not think that they have that still in them. So I know a lot of people are punting and, as the saying goes, the most popular player on a, on a losing team is always a backup mm-hmm. quarterback. That's where we're at. You know, a lot of people think that McCaffrey um, should be starting or should get a look. I don't think so. I mean, I think that he should maybe be used as we've repeated the Taysom Hill. He needs he needs to be on the field in some aspect, but um, I'm not I'm not quite ready to say he needs to be even given. I mean. He should, I guess, be given a chance to start, but uh, I think it should be Adrian Martinez's job to lose and, you know, probably just be on a short leash, you know? Yep. And the best thing about 2AM is he's a really, really mature guy. Yeah. Have and you guys heard any of those uh, interviews he's done? Yeah. Talking he's, about last season. He's done, went on a couple podcasts and uh, talked about last season, and Frost kind of was uh, talking about it too. He's, he was kind of banged about What did he to injury? Uh, he was injured and just complacency. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not getting pushed for my spot. Like I'm the man. I went off freshman year. Like I'm, I'm, I'm that dude. And you know, got humbled up. You know, and that's, it's you know, now he's got a chip on his shoulder. You know, out to prove people wrong. He looks good. He mm-hmm. looks like he's come down a lot last he's season. Leaned he up like he was, you know, about to be a power running back, and now he's slimmed up. So I have really high expectations for him this year, and I think that, I mean, like anything, you're only going to go as far as your quarterback takes you. Yeah. So. Or what? An so, excellent quote that uh, hopefully describes his ascension to the top would be, uh, a lion on the way up is always hungrier than the lion on top. And last year, going in, he was a lion on top, wasn't hungry, played like nope. it. And, you know, he hears he hears the fans talking about McCaffrey should start over him. I mean, that 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 obviously is going to push you. I mean, where it's like people are like, oh, this, this guy's better than me. You know, so it's, I mean, a little competition is good for everybody. So... I think that's going to help him out, and and I think you know having your uh, the center quarterback relationship back. I think that that's obviously a big thing, Zach. You, I mean, you can attest to that. You know, being comfortable with your center, you guys being on the same page, it obviously creates a huge benefit. Getting the center Absolutely. snaps to the quarterback's hands also right. important, right. crucial. And yes, <laughs> yes, I bought lots of uh, off the stock in him. So, um, young Dave Remington, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, but you know, with this, 
I've also heard people talking about, um, you know, the whole Scott Frost situation. They put him on the hot seat um, behind Tom Herman at Texas and Clay Helton at USC. Um, I think with all the things going on that it's going to take a lot for a coach to get fired this year. Um, no, one's because, fired. no one can pay the buyout, bro. Exactly, exactly. That's the main reason. Like with all that's the financial economics, man, that's not winning yeah. losses. That's I can't pay for shit. Can't justify cutting you 20 million to leave. So yeah. I think that, um, Try it's like next year, guy, you'll be fine. You feel like maybe he's just snake bitten. I mean, I saw the thing 44% of Scott Frost's non-conference games have been canceled. That's, that's, that's awesome. crazy. That's Daddy, Canceled the first game canceled in Nebraska's history and uh, in the last hundred years, excuse me, um, was his first game. And now a pandemic hits. I mean, hasn't happened in a hundred years. And now three more games canceled. I mean, it just does it just feel like that it should maybe it's just not going to work. Like Whoa. everything is going against it. There's crazy things are happening. I hear what you're saying, but let's just let's just take a walk down memory lane. Remember how Scott Frost reintroduced himself to Nebraska football 1996. Rocky start, got beat by ASU, everyone hated him. Maybe this is that phase in life coming out. Yeah, yeah it could be. I mean, there's definitely I – mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, people in the state that are, you know, thinking that he needs to be on the hot seat. I, I'm not sure why we gave him that extra two years last year for no goddamn reason. I don't think he should be on the hot seat, though. I don't I – don't, I don't agree with that. I don't care what um, it says. I, yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, like, I don't care. I don't think he should get fired unless they, like, play absolutely horrible and the team does a mutiny on him. Yeah, I, I personally don't think so, but let's just say it was a normal season without a pandemic. And, you know, you're being paid a lot of money to win games and you're not doing it, you know. That's that's the bottom line. And I think another season – I think a bowl game would be sufficient. And yes, also the thing that came out that they're giving you two wins towards bowl eligibility. So that might have been more than we had, you know, playing, you know, those teams. So um, apparently two wins towards bowl eligibility, um, whether bowls even fucking happen or not. That's a different debate. But um, I did see that. So something that a lot of people don't know, too, and um, the Colin Cowherd video that came out where he's just calling for Scott Frost's head and saying he's not really calling for his head. He's calling Nebraska fans delirious more than anything. But something something that a lot of people don't know is every single development meeting, I'm sure it's a Zoom meeting or whatever, but development meeting around the new strength and conditioning um, facility and practice facility they, they're putting in, mm-hmm. he has been a part of and he has had his hand in every single move that's been made with that, that major – uh, you know, facility upgrade and facility being built and everything. And that more than anything tells me that he's part of the the future, you know, for the next, you know, 10 years probably. And, and they just have all the faith in the world in him. And that's great because, you know, we've had so much uncertainty uh, with, with coaching and, and staffs and ADs and everything in the, in, in, you know, the last 10, 15 years, that we need a little continuity here and we need somebody to, you know, put, you know, put everything in place uh, with, with it as it, as it comes along. And so I, I think that's a really, really good sign. And hopefully, you know, we can, we can see it, you know, translate to the, to the field and to the record. Right. You know um, you know, now that's college it's, it's up and running. Um, we just had the shrine ball play here in the state. It was the first, First football game played in the U.S. since this whole pandemic thing started. Um, it it kind of feels to me like Nebraska's kind of in a bubble around this thing because, you know, 
I say this in air quotes, it's not as bad as the, you know, some of the hot spots in, in the country and us uh, speaking for us three, I know it wasn't us three weren't affected too much by this whole thing. We got to work from home a little bit and that, but um, it just kind of feels like Nebraska's in a bubble um, kind of around this. And, you know, we're seeing that at the Shrine Bowl, every the stands they had, I think just under 3000 people, um, they showed, and then of course it went political. Oh, no one's wearing masks in, in the stands and whatnot. Um, just in this kind of climate, if Nebraska played Purdue tomorrow, you guys in the stands, yes or no? Yes. Go ahead. Don't jump. Don't jump at all at once. That- no, no. I, I, I know this is probably an unpopular opinion for a lot of people, and it's whatever you know. But um, I would be in there, but I would, I would expect that there would be a lot of, a lot of precautions to take, you know, and and that would be required. Um, I'm guessing masks would probably have to be worn, especially with it being, you know, a college event and a major event, a sporting event or whatever. Um, but you know, if if they don't allow fans in the stands this year, which is a very, very real possibility. I, I think that the uh, the TV networks really need to step up their game and really like do some things to really enhance the experience for the fans watching on TV. And I, I don't have any specific ideas. I mean, cool camera angles, mic'd up players, things like that. I don't know if they can even mic up players in college, but stuff like that to really, really re-engage the, the fans that are, you know, season ticket holders normally in the stands or, you know, whatever it is. They they need to do something to really fill that void of let a random season to... ticket holder call a play once per half. That's not realistic. <laughs> I'm, just uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, Mary. <laughs> you attending uh, the Nebraska game tomorrow? We play in Purdue. Um, we got you a ticket, man. We're in the fifth row, fifty yard line. Um, you, you you try and try to pick you up. Well, if uh, I guess. If I felt safe, I felt good about it. If there's guidelines in place, tomorrow. yes. Tomorrow, bro. It's tomorrow. So, uh, if I felt safe, then yeah. If, I'd be, if I was good with it, then yeah. I, and I think that's where a lot of people fall out. Like, obviously, we just talked about the Shrine Bowl and the crowd being there. Um, and then, you know, I went to the Eagle Raceway uh, racetrack for my first time a couple weeks ago. And the stands were about 80% full. Everybody mm-hmm. – kind of bunched in there there's no social distancing going on no one's wearing masks um so i think that if they were to allow people in the stands which by all by all accounts it sounds like ricketts is you know going towards that him and you know ricketts uh is talking that uh we should be able to have uh fans in the stands and for me it whether it's a full stadium or not i don't think there's any reason for it to be in a completely empty stadium i mean it's, yeah i don't it's think it has to be completely empty more. You know, 20,000, 30,000 people in there can clearly keep their distance and, you know, uh, make an impact. And then, you, once again, you're not, you know, to having to lose such a big chunk of uh, revenue. You know, maybe jack at them, take it prices a little bit. But um, I think there shouldn't be a reason, if football does happen, why stand, the uh, people shouldn't be let in. There should be people what, in the stands. So what do you think? Do they, do they do every other seat or every third seat or what? Um, shoot, I don't know. It's pretty tight at Memorial Stadium, man. Probably every know. third seat at Memorial Stadium. At least, be, I don't know. I would say, it's, yeah, I don't know. Because, yep. I mean, what's that take you to? About 30,000 people? Yeah. But then you're, then you're, not, you're not seeing vows and runs in there, which is a big problem for me. Yeah, exactly. Because, one, it tastes completely different. I don't know. It's like, this doesn't taste, the runs doesn't taste how the runs taste at the store. <laughs> right. Through the drive 
It's like, can I get one of them football runs us? The, yeah. memorial the one that's um, blessed with the Memorial Stadium crowd. So I don't know what the deal is with that. But, yeah, I mean, for myself, I definitely um, – we're playing football tomorrow. I am definitely would be in attendance. Um, I was on before all this stuff happened, a boycott of the home games for a year because of uh, the snowflakes that sit in front of me in the season tickets. Um, so just uh, just for I don't fucking kick one of their asses. I was like, I'm not going to a home game next year because – we ended up getting into it pretty good at the uh, Iowa game. So um, I was already on a personal boycott of Memorial for next year. But, uh, you know, if they need my support, they say they got some tickets, I'd step up and get a ticket. So it's just it's just all personal preference. And, you know, I think that's, you know, not to get into political bullshit. I think that's how it should be. You know, if you feel good, you know, that's you feel good. If you don't, you don't, you don't. Like what uh, Jordan say, if you don't want to play that way, don't play that way, you know. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it can be done though. Like in our school, everyone wears masks. I mean, all the adults have to wear masks. They clean up, and it's like it's good. Everything. No one's no one's gotten sick at all. Yeah, not know? to mention there's been no talk of uh, clearly. Obviously, the schools are going back. Um, most of the school districts have released their plans. Uh, most of them are going back to normal. OPS is doing some something re- <laughs> something stupid. Um, and but you know the one thing I am noticing is every. Every person I know that has a kid from the age of five to fifteen, they've all been playing sports this entire summer. I mean, I just my my little nephews had a basketball tournament up here. Um, I just watched a softball game on YouTube this morning. Yeah, my wife's cousin. We went to his uh, baseball game over in Gretna on Friday night. So it's like the kids have been playing sports all year. So I don't know how everybody can be playing sports. The kids are playing sports. We're going back to school. They've been. All of Europe's already back. They've been playing sports for forever. Um, there's that the basketball tournament with the kind of amateur basketball players or the guys, the former D1 players. They're all playing. I mean, we need to do If any sport's going to get it, though, don't you think it's going to be like football and wrestling? Baseball? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's just weird. I don't know. It's, you know, everybody's like, well, there's so much money in it, but it's the health of the kids. It's like, you know, this country's got a very vast history of choosing money over health. So, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the almighty dollar usually wins out when it comes to health. Yet, and yet we're in crazy debt here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not to mention the financial ramifications. I mean, there's people already hurting. There's companies hurting for this. I mean, if you cut college football out of um, some of these towns, especially, you know, Lincoln and um, all these other. Yeah, exactly. Tuscaloosa was like three billion. Yeah. The state of Alabama said they shut up billions if Alabama and Auburn don't play football. So when, when you've got billions on the line, you're probably willing to take a little couple more risks (laughs) than you would. If if it was. Yeah. Go ahead and play that game. (laughs) Exactly. So I think with the money aspect of it, um, you know, the numbers talking about how it's, it's, safer for kids that age especially in good shape um that's neither here nor there not an opinion just whatever (laughs) that's what it says so i think college football and um i think everything's going to start as normal and then if something crazy happens and sweeps the nation we'll have to stop but uh florida keeps florida in (laughs) so um but you know with many things it's um it has a lot of ramifications for the big schools, but even more so for the smaller FCS schools. Um, what do you do? You guys think that this maybe could be the end for a lot of programs? I mean, you're already seeing Stanford; they cut 11 of their um, athletics already. Um, a couple of schools have already cut their uh, football teams. 
Um, do you think this could be spell curtains for some of these smaller schools or what do you think kind of the ramifications for the smaller schools would be? I definitely think it, some of the schools will fold up their tent. Some of their schools will try and roll the dice and make it last for another year or two. And I think it just depends. Like, you know, Trev Alberts, he cut football from UNO a while back because the finances weren't right for him. So I think it just oh, and it's the smartest move he's made there. <laughs> I just think Definitely. it depends, you know. And uh, I think one thing that be that's weird to think about though is, let's say the Big Ten goes, we're playing conference games only, and maybe like the SEC does, but maybe a couple conferences don't. Like who fills in all these other extra games? Like you know, for the other extra schools, the WAC or whoever, you know, the non-power five, like them and FCS just start pairing off. I mean, Boise State plays South Dakota State. What are we doing? You know, like. It's, I don't know, man. It's going to, it's, I think it's, everybody's just kind of flying by the seat of their pants and it's just kind of taking it as it goes. But nope, nobody but, rob me of Maction, please. I, <laughs> I need the Maction. I need that Wednesday night football game. Yes. These schools could be folding, you know, without, uh, without the help from the big schools. Yeah. Dude, I don't, I don't, I, don't money. I mean, the, there's so much money. What I can't believe is how no one saved any money anywhere. Everyone just leveraged all the dollars they had and paid everyone's salaries and ballooned everything in new construction. And literally every yeah. school is like, dog, I can't, I can't make it a year without money you know, though. You know, crazy with this, you know, when you obviously you become a doll date, people tell you, you know, you need to have the rainy day fun. Some people say three months of, you know, bills, six months of bills, you know, you're seeing companies like for instance, cheesecake factory, they went like three weeks, you know, have been closed at the very beginning. So like, Oh, we're bankrupt. It's like, you guys didn't have three weeks of money. <laughs> a month? Ass reputable company, and you guys don't have three weeks worth of money. Have you seen their menu? (laughs) (laughs) I only see the cheesecake. Good (laughs) lord, they had everything imaginable in that menu. Like, (laughs) how financially irresponsible a lot of a lot of they're just paying everything out, just paying it all out, not keeping nothing. I mean, a lot of restaurants probably have like a like a food truck showing up to, to deliver their weekly supply. Yes. Cheesecake it's, Factory probably had a train showing up because, like, yeah, they had so much food available there. Yeah, yeah. They, like I said, they folded up. They folded up. You know, three weeks. Like, we're going to file chapter eleven or whatever. <laughs> like, like three weeks. Three weeks did this, huh? I mean, god damn, man. I mean, they're like, you, they you probably, don't have to pay servers. <laughs> right, right. You're paying them two dollars an hour. Like, you fucking. Didn't they file the paperwork what? for the business loan? If they knew money was gonna be this tight. Right, they, they could have done whatever other big franchise did and got all. Oh, yeah, Tom Brady did. Right, where they're TB twelve good. <laughs> even get to the point where they're going to put out the you know those business loans or whatever. They 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 were like, uh, yeah, we we might be going under. It's like Jesus, man, really, really. So they're gonna have to sell that uh, cheesecake. Uh, um, how to make it off to somebody? Sell the recipe. Yeah, sell that recipe off. So. <laughs> But do you guys think that uh, this could be, you know, football, college football has become pretty much a professional sport. Sport, And now we're getting into the point where now we're going to start paying the players or whatever the fuck that means. I still don't know what the what the exact uh, ways they're going to do that. If it's just, you know, you can do a commercial for the car dealership or, or whatever. So I don't know how that's going to work. But kids are going to start receiving money. And, you know, they're showing some of the top players. Like Adrian Martinez is – you know, could make a million dollars like he can. Jesus, was it so, that much? I thought it was. No, I thought it was, no, like, it was, I, it was, I it was like one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Trevor Lawrence looking at a million though. Yeah, yeah. Adrian Martinez is like a hundred, one hundred seventy thousand or something. But most athletes were like five thousand, ten thousand dollars, which is something, but nothing they're getting rich over. You know, which I'm cool. I mean, I'm cool with whatever. But 
that's what I've always said. Um, these players think that, you know, like, oh, I'm making all plays. It's like, bro, th- this train moves with you or without you. Like, it, yeah. you know, you know, look at Maurice Washington. It's like, yeah, you're a great player. You're a star player. He's gone. And, and what? Nothing. You know, did anybody miss a beat? To, you know, everybody's like, oh, he left the team, and then that was it. He left. He left so hard he was on a missing persons report. Yeah, he he missed curfew too. Like <laughs> these players think they're a little bit more valuable than they are. It's like this is a, this is a machine, yeah. and you guys, they're you just keying the cog this year, this cycle. One of the things that I heard a um, couple, maybe a year ago, was that you know, if players, you know, really thought they could make some money, is that um, they would have to pay their own expenses at school. Like if you think that you're worth so much, well, you know, then you need to pay your tuition, room and board yeah. and all that shit. Like, yeah. Let's see. You think you're going to make that $70,000 scholarship money, you know, uh, yeah, down at the fucking mall. No, hey. they get, they, they're not going to do it. Make doing anything honest. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> they're like, I can't do it that way. I'm not talking about doing it that way. <laughs> you always see dudes like the season end guys signing autographs at some weird store. It's like, <laughs> That $400 you made? I mean, you guys, why That's are you just one night to go and take a date to Cheesecake Factory, bro? <laughs> exactly. That's all you're gonna get. That's barely a night out. Shit. Don't go to don't go two to entrees, two desserts. <laughs> yeah. Shit. You don't have a couple cocktails. <laughs> up real quick. So I've never I never understood why these guys think that, you know, uh, you know, I could have been making, you know, 200000 No, you couldn't. Because they're a four-star uh, recruit from California, and they're in Nebraska now, so they're the president. Yeah, exactly. So it's, <laughs> it's like I think, though, Nebraska players are going to benefit more from that yeah. than not because, obviously, Nebraska fans were crazy and will pay people money to do shit and, right. you know. Yeah, but, hey, I'll give you a thousand bucks, shut up my kid's birthday party, Adrian. <laughs> like, like, is, that the, is that what that those rules are? I mean, how does it work? Can you pay him for anything? Yeah, how weird is it going to get? Yeah, I, I might pay him. I'd pay him to come on here. Right? I could pull our money together. Adrian, if you're listening to this, you let me know if, uh, you know, Big Red Revival Podcast, if you're able to accept money, we will cut you a check to come on the show. Slide in the so, DMs. Slide in the DMs. Exactly. DMs are open. You can record um, in any one of our basements. It's all good. Special teams, guys. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll pay on a sliding scale. So, <laughs> so that's an open invitation. But um, do you think – so it sounds like most of these conferences are going to conference games only. Do you think this is would be the time that uh, it could make the college football playoffs expand to maybe eight because it's going to be a little bit harder to judge who's who's – Who's uh, better than who because you're just playing conference opponents? There's no non-con crossover games. You think this could be the one of the times where maybe we go to eight, take the conference champions plus three wild cards? I freaking hope so. But, man, that's a really good leverage and reason you have there. You should lobby for that. That's a good call. How are we going to tell? We need more teams in. Let's do it. I mean, like this, if normal games, you'd see Ohio State play Oregon. You'd see Michigan play Washington. Florida or um, USC and Alabama, LSU and Texas play. So you'd get kind of see, kind of gauge where teams are at. So without the the cross conference games, you really kind of don't know. You know, having four teams in the college football playoff is as useful as the electoral college. Correct. That which is, that is correct. Which is not at all. It's stupid. I mean, come on. Who are we kidding? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, so, four teams. There's. Come on. Yeah. Zach, what do you think about uh, that and the fact that we're not playing non-conference games? Do you think that should maybe uh, give way to uh, add more teams into the playoffs? It should, but it won't. It's, <laughs> it's way too short a notice. I mean, 
<laughs> hey, we, they gotta be. You know, you gotta be limble here, man. You gotta be. You gotta be water. Yeah, you, know, you gotta be able to take it as it comes here. But, but you have to. You have to plan for like the sites for those games, and you have to still respect what's going on and everything. And I think it's just too short notice. Like I'd be surprised if there. I, I hate to say this, and I hate to be the Debbie Downer of this of this podcast, but it's like I. I, I just don't. I don't know if there's even going to be a postseason. Yeah, I think it's going to be a wash of a season. And and if we're still deal, if this is still this bad in January, I mean, it's just, you know, once again, I don't want to get into political shit, but Mm -hmm. you know, how long does this go on before everybody just says, "Fuck it," you know, you got, you know, we got to come out and live. You know, I mean, if we're doing this, say a year from now, and people are still quarantined and Florida still fucking high numbers, it's like, at what point do people just say, you know? it's time to everybody just do your thing and it's going to sort us all out. I don't think we're anywhere close to that because of everything else that's, that's coupled in with what's happened with the the coronavirus. Like, I mean, everyone's going to be very, very sensitive to how they approach things going forward. And it's oh, people like being fucking sensitive. Oh, I know, I, I know, I know. And it's, it's just like, you know, if, if there's any sort of risk involved with, yeah, and there's a reason that they're going to all conference and, to open it up with a postseason, I think it would be kind of like controversial or controversial and and you know whatever else that I don't I don't I don't know. Hey, I mean, what if they play their bowl games in a bubble? Yeah, I, how's I mean, that? I how's just, that working for the NBA so far? Yeah, oh good. Apparently not good. I, MLB I not great either. I was no. seeing a couple Instagram uh, models that were like, "Yeah, I got dudes already inviting me to the bubble." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to bring it all there. <laughs> like, yeah, these brothers couldn't last four days. Four days, I can't, I can't believe that. They only had the last two. Yeah, all those no, but all those pictures that, of that food. Uh, they oh, only had to have it for two days. It's like yeah, you know, I would say. People were freaking out. It's like that food was temporary until they made it through, and then they have a chef that makes some food after that. Yeah, okay. you know, Greg was makes- rolling in there at forty-eight yeah, hours. Saying, and one- not eating that shit. Like that's just a cover up till we get to the real shit. That's fine, but no, I need I need some hot meat for uh, for every meal. That's it. You breakfast, lunch, dinner. I'm not eating a salad <laughs> and a bag of chips and a bowl of fruit. Like I'd fucking walk out of there with that. Our our host Taylor likes his himself some hot meat. Loves the hot meat. Does that mean yes. you like Arby's? Because I heard they have the meats. I, Arby's been having a two for six going on. I've been eating there about three times a week. No free ads. So, yeah. <laughs> no free ads, but uh, Arby's has a deal going on. <laughs> so, but no, I think, you know, I'm not talking about maybe just like college wise. I mean, just like the public in general. Like, how long do you think people are going to abide by all these rules before everybody just, you know, I mean, it's already happening, obviously. <laughs> Where people are just depends, like oh. depends on when yeah. we have a definitive medicine or answer, or if the new administration makes new rules, or if it's the right. same administration. I think there's political things, medicine things, science things. You know, like who knows? But if we're on the same trajectory, I think I think we can't do this forever. I think I think some something's going to have to give eventually soon, in the next three yeah. to three I, months I, or so. Like you said, everybody's kind of different. I think all three of us are kind of different. Um, mindsets of the whole thing drew i know you're a little bit more cautious about it zach you're kind of middle i'm i'm out like i'm ready to go out like we're, you know, we've got a <laughs> cabo scheduled and on august uh, 15th and i'm like megan why aren't we going to cabo and she's like are you kidding me i'm like i'm ready to go like fucking i'll go to cabo tomorrow so <laughs> i'm ready i'm ready to get back to shit so at any cost so uh and that's you know most of the most of the world or most of the country it's just you know some people are you know, kind of dipping the toe, and then there's me, like diving ahead first. You know, 
Well, yeah, I mean, we're as divided as ever, and that's that's yeah. that's a kind of a high level look at it right there. Is there's three of us, we're all friends, and we all kind of see it differently, yeah. but we're you know we're still here. <laughs> I'm calling you a fucking idiot, and you know, think you know, yeah, we're not attacking each it. other on social yeah. media. Right. I'm smart and everybody else is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one no. way to do it, and that's my exactly. way. I'm smart and everybody else is stupid. That's that's what I feel most people uh feel like, you know, that it's just like this is the way I think, and it's clearly the only it's like I know the way I think it's you know, it's not wrong, right, or it's just the way I that's my opinion. Yeah, How you that's do it. it. Yep. So but you know, with all this stuff happening, um clearly different schedules happening pandemic happening is this the time to kind of scrap the current college football model and just kind of rewrite everything because it's become a professional sport and it's outgrown it can't be compared to men's lacrosse or women's field hockey or any of that shit is it time for football d1 major power five conferences to split and move on and start their own thing going forward drew what's what's your take on that or what kind of ideas you got what if Drew is the commissioner of the new Power Five Big Time Football League, Drew, what what kind of things are you doing? Or do you staying with the NCAA and kind of keeping the status quo? What what's your thoughts? Well, I think I think it's perfect timing. Anytime there's some major shakeup or some major horrible thing that creates an opportunity for change, and so now is the best time. I mean, no better time than now. Change it. I almost I'm not against going away from the NCAA and completely. Who who cares about yeah. those guys? Screw those yeah. guys. They're horrible. What they, they do. Anything. They're greedy. They rake in billions of dollars. They don't get shit right done the right way anyway. We don't need those guys. Make your and own. And they're, and they're quiet in all of yeah, this, too. It's right. like you if have, I'm to, in, you have if, to have better leadership to speak up. Yes. Right. If I'm in charge, I break it all up. I'm, I redesign the conferences by regions. The winner of each region plays in the playoffs. That makes up your playoff teams. Evenly distribute more? the teams and let them go at it. How many how many regions or conference are you breaking into? Like four? Um, I'm looking at the map right now. I mean, in a perfect There's world, about sixty-four. You got to go six. Yeah, four I was going to say six is about a per. It's got to be yeah, six is an even number. Four, I think to evenly distribute because like California as a state is huge, you know. So I'm thinking Texas is huge. I'm thinking six six regions, six super regions. Those six teams make the playoffs, but you could have like maybe the second place winner. Also in the playoffs too, you know. You go northwest, southwest, north central, south central, northeast, yes. southeast. Yes, exactly, exactly. Break yeah. them up. Yeah. Hell, play. Exactly. Bring Canada into this. Bring Canada and Mexico too. Let's do this. After oh, Corona's God. over, you see what well, you see. All the problem the Blue Jays are having with fucking uh, the Canadian government. They're like, no, nah, we will take you motherfuckers to jail if you <laughs> not. We isolate when you come and go. <laughs> so we just need to keep this domestic. So. Um, Zach, Zach, you're the commissioner of the new Power Five conferences. What what kind of things do you got going on? I have five changes. Mm. This is not an order of importance or anything. I just listed them as they came to my brain. But um, first one, I think we all might agree on this one. D1 schools no longer able to schedule FCS games. Uh, aside from the money the FCS schools get, it's a joke essentially, and it, it just get it just it just gives teams a bye week yep. looking right. Alabama <clears throat> Alabama um, second one expanded playoff we already touched on that I think it should be 12 to 16 teams doesn't matter which one it is just four isn't enough right yeah um, great I've beaten this horse to death already but eat 
one one free transfer for each student athlete. After that, they paid the price for trying to trying to be a flake. Um, fourth one is this is this is a this is a new one. Um, you spread out the non-conference games in the schedule, so every team get, has twelve games on their regular season schedule. You go one non-conference, three conference, one non-conference, three conference, one non-conference, three conference. I don't know. It just it just mixes things up a little bit, and if every conference got on board with that, it would work. Yeah. Yep. Um, and and it eliminates Alabama from scheduling Dome College at the end of the year. Um, <laughs> Never mind. And then the last one, and this is kind of like towards the the student athletes, but when a player is ejected from a game for targeting or whatever, 90% of the time, it's not ill will. It's not like he was trying to kill somebody. Um, He was just, he's trying to be an athlete. He's trying to be aggressive and they make the guy leave the field. Yeah. They're changing. I think they're changing that rule. I, I I thought they might, and I, yeah, I was yeah. writing this down. I thought they might might be doing that, but if anything, if they have to go to the the locker room and like change into like sideline gear or whatever, fine. But don't take them yeah. away from their don't teammates. Take them out of the game. Yeah, I mean they want to be there. I mean a lot of those guys are leaders on, on their team. Like yeah. allow them to be on the sideline to help coach up their peers. Right. Yeah. Not to mention they have like one of the assistant coaches like perp walk him. You know. Like, yeah. yeah. I know. And, right. And also yeah. on top of that, walking out of the building type thing. And they have the camera from from the TV that's showing the game, just eyeing in on him, like putting him on blast almost. It's not like it's embarrassing for the kid. It's like don't that's do that to him when he's trying to make a kid. play. Yeah. It's yeah. What, what's the end result? Kids try not to hit people. I mean, that's not. Yeah. Good. That's not good in football. No, I then they end up good. tackling like all Nebraska defensive players do. No, 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 no. We don't want that. Um, for myself, I think, I think we all agreed on that Power Five conferences need to separate from the NCAA. Let them manage like the Olympic sports, you know, the basically non, non-revenue-making sports. Your, your lacrosse and your swimming, diving, even track and field. All those, let the NCAA handle those. Um, also, we all said, get rid of the, uh, FCS games, no more scheduling the, uh, the South Dakota States and, uh, you know, Panera bread and roast beef tech as <laughs> no more of those. Um, and I, and, but here's the thing we, you know, we all like to just say that. And then it's like, well, you know, they're not going to be able to basically fund themselves. So I think you move the FCS schools to the spring and have keep power five in the fall you move the fcs schools to spring you know what else is going on in the spring spring ball for power five schools so the way to make up that lost revenue one you're going to get more tv contracts because people are still going to want to see matching there's a there's you know there's an appetite for that um so when the power five schools are going through spring ball their spring game isn't a scrimmage against themselves their spring game is a game against one of the fcs schools and that's a big revenue generating thing so that kind of helps that because i mean it's fun to just say yeah we're not playing anymore but i think we all want to see those schools still continue to play football so um that would be my thing for that and then you just split it up into two drafts you have your regular draft for power five schools at the same time in april you have basically what they call a supplemental draft now move that to like july or late june for the um, non-power five schools and i think that solves that problem also nine conference games for everybody and then three non-conference games scheduled like how the NFL does it. If you won your conference last year, well, Ohio State, you now play Oregon 
uh, the Pac-12 winner. And then next year you play Clemson, whoever, you know, you match up, you finish first in this conference, you finish first in that conference. You guys now play each other next year. That's how the NFL does it for, you know. Yeah, they uh, slot the teams like, based on their success to make yeah, it exactly. the most fair competition there could be. And, I mean, how much of an appetite would that be? It's I mean, to see, who doesn't oh, want to see the best team squaring off year in and year out? If you want to be the best team, Alabama Alabama having to travel to Ohio State. Hell yeah. Sign play me Clemson. Up play Clemson yeah. again. Yeah, Clemson's traveling to Alabama. Like, who doesn't want to see that? So I think um, scheduling like that one just makes it better for the fans. Everybody. And then you know, in the playoffs, it just it's it's not going to kill your season if you lose because you have a chance to win your conference right. and still make it into the playoffs. So there's that. Um, I just I think that I think you know it needs to be tweaked. They need to move on, do their own thing, and it would be better for it. And it'd be better for the audience and the teams alike. So, what do you what do you think about moving the FCS to spring and doing it kind of that way? What are, you, what are your thoughts of that? Well, the Maction is not FCS, just to put that out there. But well, everybody that's not Power Five. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Everybody I wanted to get on the same playing field here. Um, yeah. Uh, if you're telling me I can bet Maction where I win all of my gambling football money on in the spring, sign me right. up. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I'll be all for it. I will be. Locked Two different football time. seasons, yes, please. I mean, yeah. Cool. Well, I, I Taylor, I was telling you on the golf course too. It's like if you think that if you put college football in, I mean, XFL was doing fairly well. I mean, it was more popular than it was the first go around, yeah. uh, and they had they had to cut it. But if you think that you're going to put football year round in in America and people aren't going to watch it, you're crazy. Right. Like yeah, and especially you know, college be- football. <laughs> college football is awesome to watch, no matter oh, yeah. when it is. I mean, we you all have, watch it still to this sets, day. You have two sets of favorite teams: your like your fall favorite team and your spring favorite team. I mean, uh, I I like I enjoy wa- uh, tuning into the fighting uh, the fighting Frank Soliches yeah. on Wednesday nights, you know, and like right. I'll watch that in the spring every day. And the bison, uh, see the bison play, and then play. You know, another thing that I uh, heard kicked around was. Um, Obviously, it's it's a stretch, but um, you know, if something like that would happen, where it's two separate uh, entities, basically the Power Five and everybody else, having a little promotion and relegation. So Kansas, you you're now you're now replaced by uh, North Dakota State. You know, like, they, like, uh, like in the soccer leagues and the pro soccer leagues, yeah. do that right. Four of the the smaller schools. Okay, you guys are now promoted, and the the worst four in Power Five. You guys are now uh, you now FCS schools. That's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I that's a very you know very far, far out there. <laughs> cool idea. Like sign exactly. That's why people like me aren't commissioner. I'm like, yep, sign that up, Kansas. You're relegated, right? Um, yeah, Akron, so, you're moving on up. Exactly, exactly. Because I think we all believe that North Dakota State compete with uh, easily. They'd, all day. They'd, be, they'd be a decent team in the Big Ten with. They beat more Big Twelve teams than Kansas did in the three year period. Like they would be better. They're better than Rutgers. They're oh, better than Maryland. Shit, Maryland, Maryland, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Be close, Maryland. Yeah, we stayed I mean, Maryland last year. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, if would you bet North Coast State wouldn't beat Nebraska at this point? They're beating us. <laughs> no, they're not. They no, don't lose, bro. They don't. Yeah. Lose. It's a one yeah. score game at best for us. One score game. Mm, I bet we get it by two touchdowns. Oh my lord! Whoa. I don't yep. know about that. Mm-hmm. How many of their dudes play in the NFL versus how many of our dudes over the same period of time? Yeah. Nick DeLuca, Miller North, didn't get a scholarship to Nebraska. He plays in the NFL. He's pretty good. 
Uh, no, they've got they've got they've got some dudes on the Houston team. State yeah, I'm playing the NFL. He's from Nebraska. We didn't give him. A they look. do, but they do. And then they put uh, quarterbacks in the NFL that don't play in the playoffs. Playing more okay. games than anybody that's ever played for Nebraska. <laughs> also, also true. I don't believe in Nebraska had anybody slung the rock in the league. I mean, Tanner Lee for fuck's sake. Come on, I'll take Carson. That's fine. fine. I'm just saying they're fucking good, man. They win. They, they're yeah, like, they, they, they don't play themselves. If they were playing Nebraska, I'm not betting on Nebraska to win. Hell no. Let's <laughs> just say it that way. I would. So. I would. Yeah. Well, you know, I gamble all the time. So I've been yeah. I've been hot lately too, guys. So come on. Yeah. Nothing like getting hot. It's a good thing that game's on the schedule because that would end a hot streak right there. Right, I'm on a hot yeah, streak on golf right now. That's all I got, guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's Another fair. thing. Guys, how, how isn't college football going to happen? All this all this money, and we got golf, soccer, women's soccer. Bags, bags are on fucking TV. ESPN showing American Cornhole Championships. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, come on, man. If if they can be doing this, I'm surprised Darts hasn't made a run on national TV. The hot, I'd like to see the hot dog eating contest on Fourth of July was killed. Was, it. Uh, no, no, it it wasn't like normal though. It was like inside. It, it sucked. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it turns out uh, watching somebody eat fifty hot dogs in ten minutes inside is worse than outside. Joey Chestnut, yeah. seventy-five, bro. Get it right, seventy-five. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's all right. It's yeah, it's disgusting. I, I wouldn't do it, but you know, I think Peter King was like, "Oh, this is grotesque," and uh, you know, this is gluttony at its finest. Like, yep. Okay. I mean, I how many, how many do you think up? you could eat in ten yep. minutes? I think it's kind of eating a wet, soggy hot dog bun is just disgusting, though. I mean, that's fucking yeah. gross. How I mean, many? There's how many could you eat though? Lit off five thousand dollars fireworks. I mean, you know, Maybe. I think that's. You think you can go ten in ten minutes? I don't know. Ten I can't eat ten hot. Maybe I, I, I don't know five. I have no clue. In college, though, I did go to um, to uh, what's the bar? Um, God damn it! Uh, damn it! I can't. It's been so long since I've been to a goddamn bar. But they had the winging contest on Wednesday nights, and I'd go do it. Brothers and it. Brothers, yeah, at brothers, yep, at brothers. Those and those wings were like an inch, like those are the smallest wings of all time. They were, and it wasn't how many you can eat; it was like how many you can eat in like a three minute period. So it was, which suited my uh, skills well. You were training, so yeah. But that's about it, fellows. I mean, you know, it's hope and pray season. You yeah. know, you just you just kind of wake up and you hope you never get that alert on your phone. College football has been canceled. 2021 season has been canceled. So it's just kind of hoping and praying. And, um, you know, obviously it affects a lot of people, affects us pretty hard. Um, but, um, we just hope we get something going. I mean, you know, also it's weird that, you know, the NFL is not even an option not to play. Like no one's even like, they haven't budged. Yeah. The NFL is playing like the NFL is playing. They, they're not, they are playing no matter what. No one's even talked about it. No, they're not. No, they're not. There's no, no bubble. They're flying in. They're flying out. They don't care. Exactly. The and, NFL. and they improved everything. They just reduced it to two pre preseason games. Like they yeah. should yeah, have a long time ago. Yeah, Did you guys know why the owners so badly want to demand a preseason game for money? Yeah. Because they don't pay the players game checks. And they still draw revenue. And so they're like exactly. demanding revenue yeah just straight profit maker that like absolutely required to play preseason games basically and, and you're telling me and you're telling me after two preseason preseason games they don't know who they want on the roster <laughs> they don't they don't need another two no. see sean mcveigh sean mcveigh made it that no starters play in the preseason 
ever. Like they're not just taking a couple snaps. Nope, they don't touch the field. So I don't blame them. I, I would never play my. I think it's freaking stupid to play your best players. I don't. I'm not a believer in that. I'm subscribed to that. If I'm in the NFL, I'm not playing anybody good that I can count on during the season because it's not worth the risk. I feel like and there's so good enough that they can figure it out during the year. So once again, it's people choosing to make a little more money over player safety. So <laughs> money over safety. Fucking always been chosen. So I expect I expect it to be chosen again. So with yeah. that, that's it. Oh, you guys got anything else? Stay safe, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Please, Ask please up. let us have and, football. Uh, yeah. Ask up and GBR. We'll, we'll see you guys later. Peace out. This is the Big Red Revival.